Hello, welcome to the Fulhamish podcast. My name's Sammy James. Joining me is Ben Jarman. Hello. Don Betts. Hello, hello. And Dave Preston. Hello, hello. So a little bit of a different Fulhamish tonight. You won't be able to see because you're listening to the podcast, but we're actually in a TV studio today. A little bit of an odd one, but we're recording this uh, for the website and also for YouTube and Facebook as well. But you're listening to the podcast. So any references that we make to visual stuff going on in the uh, in the studio you'll understand why but still listen to this in the normal way we're going to do a little bit of a championship roundup uh, and maybe analyze uh, where we think fulham will finish this season so enjoy well the championship gets underway very very soon it's the opening weekend of the championship season and it's good to have football back in our lives it's been a long summer there's been no euros or world cup to tide us over either uh, ben what are you expecting from this season in the EFL Championship, the Skybet Championship? Well, I think it's a little bit of a cliche to say that the Championship is probably going to be the most competitive that it's been in, in a number of years now. Um, you see teams all throughout the table, um, especially like the Wolves um, and Borough and Sunderland, strengthening quite considerably, um, especially Wolves with the Jorge Mendes sort of in influence that they've got going at the club right now, um, with likes of Ruben Neves joining. Um, I think that they're going to be quite a team to be reckoned with but um, more, more than ever teams are having their own identity now and we saw that with us last year and if anything it's going to get more competitive going forward. Dom, there's been some quite interesting transfer activity in the summer. The value of the average championship player has gone through the roof and we've seen that generally in the transfer market in Europe and obviously uh, with Neymar set to join PSG for best part of 200 million pounds I guess we've seen a seismic change and that's filtering down into the second tier and it's changed the game quite a lot hasn't it well yeah if we look at it, Middlesbrough have spent nearly 30 million just on forwards mm. just on forwards not even their midfield or the defence so I think you've got to look at Borough that I've got they're probably the strongest team in the league but there's no standout team this season like there was last season with Newcastle where you mm. thought that team's going to walk the league so I think automatic promotion is up for anyone to grab there's, there's a good 10, 11 teams you say in the league who could actually go up automatically. But yeah, I think for me, the strongest out of the three teams you've come down, you've got to say Borough. Yeah, I think it was Harry Redknapp who boldly claimed that 16 teams could win the championship this (laughs) season. He really stuck his neck out on that one. So Dave, though, although that's a bit of a ridiculous claim from Harry Redknapp. Mm. He's kind of true that any team could win it, which is going to make it really entertaining. There's going to be so many close games this season. We could be in for a bit of a classic in the championship. And we've lacked that in the last couple of years, actually. It's not been such a tight race for promotion. I remember back to, was it like maybe 2011, 2012? There was a real classic where seven teams could get automatic promotion on the final day of the season. Although it would especially if Fulham were involved, uh, shred our nerves to bits. It would be nice if it was a real classic championship season this year. Yeah, definitely. I think if if or slash when we do get promoted, it's the one thing I'll miss from the championship, you know, is the constant competitiveness from day one right through to the end. Um, the, the quality of the teams coming up are just as good as the teams that are coming down from the Premier League, you know, and some of them can give you a big shock. But... I just think that overall competitiveness of the league is what makes it so entertaining for us, especially considering three or four years ago we were almost tanking and it's so much better to see the entertainment back at Craven College and I think the competitiveness and the unexpected nature of what could happen in the league makes it so much more exciting as as a fan. 
So let's start uh, with some championship predictions for, for this season and where we think teams will end up. So who's going to struggle, who's going to be fighting for the playoffs, who's going to be at the top. But also, we'd like to know uh, in a little bit maybe who you expect to be the surprise package this season, both in terms of doing better than expected and maybe worse than expected. Uh, I think the right place is to start at the top who we think is going to be gunning for the automatic promotion places. Obviously, we hope that Fulham is going to be one of those teams. Mm. We're not sure. But aside from Fulham, because we discussed that a lot on this show, this is a little bit more <laughs> of a look away from the Whites. Who do you think are going to be the main challengers for the title, for second place, and for automatic promotion generally? Who's going to be looking a little bit further than just the playoffs? Well, I think um, when you look at the top of the table, you have to firstly look at the teams that have come down from the Prem. And Dom's touching it already that, that Borough have spent well over 30 million yeah. um, on strike force alone. And, and Asom Belonga is someone that on his day, you can fire in a lot of goals. And with Middlesbrough having that sort of firepower up front, from them going from the lowest scorers in the Premier League last season by quite some distance, they could quite easily um, be right at the top of the scoring charts in the Championship now. So I think you have to look at them for automatics. I um, think, um, again, Wolves and then there's us, um, who look to be probably the three most dangerous teams um, in the Championship right now. Do you really think Wolves can challenge for automatics, considering they've had such poor seasons going forward? I know they've spent well, I know they've spent big, but to go right from, what was it, 15th, 16th last season to automatics is a big jump. I mean... It, well, we look at us last season, who were, well, before last season, sorry, we were, what, 20th? 20th, yeah. Yep. Um, and then Huddersfield were 18th, and mm-hmm. both of us got into the playoffs this time around. So they've got Nuno, who used to manage Valencia, and Rio Ave. Um, so he's a very, very talented manager. And they've got three massive players in Costa, um, Neves, and the other winger they've got, Calviero, they got from Monaco. So I can see those guys having a really good season there and really pushing on. Um, I think they're, they're more than equipped, especially going forward. I think you've got to look at Norwich as well. I mean, they've got, yeah, they've got a manager in now who, luckily, we've got a good record against Norwich. We just never seem to lose to them. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. I mean, because I mean, last time we had them on the opening day, we were top of the league. So, was it 6-0? Six, <laughs> six five yeah. now, I think. Because it was us and Swansea, I think, battling on that day just to see who could be top of the league because mm. we wouldn't ever be yeah, there. Swansea the went the to Loftus Road on there. It was their first day in the Prem, wasn't it? And they got an absolute hiding at Loftus Road. Yeah, but with other teams, I think you've got to look at the teams who didn't go up through the playoffs last year. You've got Sheffield Wednesday, who, yep. who are a constantly good side. They've got Jordan Rhodes on a permanent transfer now, and they're always going to be a strong side with him, the likes of Forest area as well. So I think they're, if we're looking at the good teams from last season, you can push on. You look at Wednesday, because as we said, two years in a row in the playoffs, they're going to want to be pushing for the top two. Reading haven't exactly been weakened, apart from the fact they've lost their goalkeeper. Mm. Uh, I, Danny Williams, I feel like, is a bit of a hole in the middle for, for Red, and they haven't yeah. quite addressed that. So that might be an area they struggle. What I thought was quite funny is I've seen this tw- same tweet going around in the last few days from uh, Moose. You know, Ian Abrahams does talk sports. Oh, but you said that all the managers would be from, the, from the playoff teams would be gone by August the 1st. Yeah. It's August the 3rd, Moose, and they're all still there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. It but quite a strong side. Quite a strong indication, really. The fact that we have kept our... Uh, all the teams that were in the playoffs have kept their managers. That yeah. They're all going to be strong again next season. Yeah, and hopefully uh, Reading will get caught by a doping scandal and... Uh, they'll start the season on minus 20 points or something because <laughs> I'm not looking forward to them. Um, I think my surprise package would probably be maybe Hull 
somebody like that. But I yeah. think going like someone that people have forgotten about yeah, despite definitely. coming down from the Premier League mm. and they the f- were I think um, the fact that we mentioned we've all mentioned so many different teams is just it, you almost feel like you're clutching at straw, straws yeah. as to who's going to do but well. I feel like Hull have got a better team than when they started the Premier League last season. Yeah, you have yeah. to. Yeah, I, f- I feel exactly the same way. Yeah, I think there are a couple of surprise packages in there. Yeah. Uh, Had they kept their manager, they'd have been a real, real threat. Cause yeah, he's obviously a talent. He's gone to Watford. Absolutely, I think someone like Barnsley could have been a surprise package, but they tend to get stripped every single transfer mm-hmm. window, so they could end up in mid-table mediocrity. Uh, again, like they slid yeah. down to like, towards the end of last season. I mean, Fulham fans probably don't hear it, but you can't read. Brentford are a good footballing side, yeah. and mm-hmm. you never know what mm-hmm. they can do. Like they've signed some good players this summer. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if Neil Moore plays actually good in real life, but he was good on Football Manager a few years ago, <laughs> so he might turn out to be good finally. I think maybe not to get playoffs, but I can only see Burton improving under Clough. Yeah, I don't think they'll get playoffs either, but they can only go up from where they were last season. And obviously, you, yeah. teams who come up, you've got, you got Bolton, who obviously were Premier League team for pretty much as long as we were. So yeah. you expect them to push on this season, maybe at mid-table and then playoffs in the years to come. What's Sheff- about... Sheffield United got over 100 yeah. points last season, yeah. so they're a force to be reckoned I with. I think they're a person. real force to be reckoned with, uh, Sheffield United. What about our neighbours from up the road, QPR? A lot's been spoken about Brentford and, and actually Jack, um, who is not here tonight. He's... I don't know what he actually is doing. I think he's got like some drinks clearly got better things to be doing other than the Fulham podcast. Today, he didn't respond and he tweeted to somebody else afterwards so I was quite offended. Oh. <laughs> Snake movements from Jack. Collins. Anyway, he's very worried about Brentford this season um, but also I think UPR may be a little bit oh, no, I think integrated. Do you really think? Yeah, yeah. they've not yeah, added anyone. They've, they've, added two, they've added two players. Um, both of them have never played in the championship before I don't think um, and they've lost uh, quite a majority of their squad and they've got not a, a huge amount going forward. Um, and uh, in midfield, they've got Ryan Manning starting uh, in the centre. So, uh, do you think a team with Ryan Manning in midfield is going to push up the league? I'm not so sure. I don't know. I just have a fun. I just have a funny thing. They've gone under the radar, and yeah, maybe not signed well. I don't. I'm not expecting them to challenge. Maybe automatics. They've got Oli as man, like Oli as manager. Don't bank on us scoring penalties against them. Yeah. Just <laughs> that last last season at home against them was an absolute dog show. I know Slashnikov might bury a few. A boy, AK47. Oh, yeah, our boy AK-47. He, he, might, might. he, he might be able to score a penalty. I mean, Nice can score one in pre-season, so he might be our new penalty taker now. Yeah, true. And he was on the, the away kit um, photograph feature today, so he looks like he's the man now. So I'm going to get you to kind of make some bold predictions and you have to stick by them and maybe... Come the end of the season, we'll, we'll re-go through this video and we'll uh, have a laugh at how wrong we were or uh, maybe we can gloat at how right we were in the most unlikely of circumstances. You have to pick two sides that are going to get automatic promotion now. Who, who are you going to go for? Uh, I'd like to throw that to Dom Betts. I'm going to go for Middlesbrough <laughs> to win the league and okay. then I think second is going to be Sheffield Wednesday. I think you going to say United for that. For some no, night. I just think Sheffield Wednesday... They've kind of gone on the radar and they haven't lost any of their key players. They've added Jordan Rhodes on a permanent transfer. He's always going to guarantee goals in this league. So I think our, our squad's just a bit too small mm. at the moment. I think what? Sheffield Windsor will be what we were last season, kind of under the radar and then just pulled out all the stops towards the end. Yeah. I will probably go for Middlesbrough and Norwich as a bit of a, an outside bet. I think, I think Daniel Fark... Seems like he's got very good credentials. They've kept hold of a lot of uh, their good players. I know they lost Josh Murphy. That was a bit of a blow. But other than that, I could just see... Nor- and every couple of seasons, Norwich 
do end up coming good. So as a slight outside bet for going up, I'm going to say Norwich, but I just think Middlesbrough might be a tad too strong. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be boring and stick with the Middlesbrough trend on top. Um, and I'm very disappointed to hear no Fulham predictions in the top two, but I'll be the ultimate optimist and uh, say Fulham number two. Yes, Dave. Um, <laughs> mainly because I don't want to go through the pain of what I went through last season. I thought the playoffs were going to be exciting and I was really looking forward to being part of the playoffs. But the emotion I felt at home and then that weird feeling of watching the second leg yeah, at Craven Cottage on the screen, it was just weird. It was weird. I don't want to go through that again, even if it means potentially going to Wembley. So Middlesbrough first, Fulham second. Okay. Go on, Ben. Go on, stick your neck out. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with you guys and go for Borough. Um, and I also feel like Sheffield Wednesday might do it this year. Okay. Now... I guess this is where it gets a little bit more interesting because the predictions will probably get a little bit more varied. So let's say, rather than call all four playoff teams, let's say three teams that you definitely think uh, will be challenging for the playoffs, will be in the playoff hunts, because I think there's always a couple of anomalies in there. You think to say, oh, I know third to sixth is quite a claim, but three sides that you're definitely sure are going to be up there mm. challenging this season. No one's mentioned Leeds yet, by the way. No one's mentioned Justin Villa either. Yeah, that's actually but very true. I still think a Chris Samba, John Terry defensive partnership is asking for trouble. Again, <laughs> especially when we've got uh, a striker that can run the 110-metre hurdles in 11 seconds. When I, saw the, when I saw the news of Terry and Samba signing, the first thing I texted my dad was, can you imagine Terry running after Ryan Fredericks? Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to I that. I just think there's still something toxic at that club at the moment. It haven't quite got mm. over what happened the last few years so I don't really see them challenging the playoffs I think they, they'll, they'll attempt obviously to get promotion but I think they'll miss out but I think you've got to look at teams even a team like Sheffield United you may say oh they've just come up but Brentford got in the playoffs in their first season mm. in the championship and I think Sheffield United could put could do a big push for that's the playoffs. a lot of momentum 100 points yeah I mean but Brentford did it two years ago so I don't, or three years ago so I don't see why it's mm. necessarily impossible People said Norwich to get. You said Norwich to get automatic. I think they'll be pushing for top six because they're going to want to get back to the Premier League, and they've got a lot of players in their team who know what the championship is about, like mm. Cameron yeah. Jerome, who are linked with, and players like that. Yeah. So I think they'll be pushing. Obviously, we'll be pushing, and you, you obviously got to look at Reading, who were in the playoffs last year. Okay, so you're going for uh, maybe a Sheffield United as an outside bet, then Fulham, Reading, and Norwich as the kind of dead certs. Yeah. Uh, to be going in there, Ben. How much do you disagree or agree? Um, uh, Dom's view of who's definitely going to be pushing for the playoffs um, I don't think I, s I don't necessarily think I agree with Reading as much as I see them as a threat because I don't think they're that potent going forward um, and I think this year you're going to have to be more potent than ever to get to get um, halfway up to, to the uh, playoff places in, in the league um, I'm not sure about Sheffield United I think they've bought kind of well but I'm not sure it's sort of playoff standard I think they'll be probably lumped in with like the Prestons the Barnsleys that sort of thing in around about 13th 14th place um, I would like to think that Hull may challenge um, this year but again I think there's something a little bit toxic in there like there is at Villa um, I think Sunderland could potentially double dip if they've massively um, their fans are very very worried about and I would be as well and you know it was kind of like our situation where they haven't invested well for a number of years uh, they kind of slipped down the Premier League and eventually dropped out of it um, but I think um, this year for Automatics it's probably going to be Fulham um, I think Villa might sneak in there and I'll go with Norwich as well Okay, Dave. Yeah. 
Um, not much more to add there. I think I would say Sheffield Wednesday missed out on the automatic promotion for me, so they would definitely be in there. Um, Norwich, definitely as well. Um, cool. The one for me, I'm thinking, I, I just, I, and, and I'm, I kind of said at the top of this pod that Wolves did have a bad season last season. It would be a big stretch for them maybe to be challenging for the title, but I just think they've invested that well. I think they will be in and around sniffing for the playoffs. There's a lot of momentum with them at the moment. They've had a great pre-season. Um, well, if you look at... Actually, I'd like to swap Aston Villa up for yeah, Wolves. because if you look at Wolves, like, <laughs> on their day, they're one of the best teams in the league, but last season they just had only had that day... Against they, us. <laughs> had, you know, two or three games in a season. So with the likes of Helda Costa... Ivan Cavaliero, yeah. uh, never who they signed. So yeah. I think they're going to be a threat. It's just whether they can perform on a consistent level throughout the season. Yeah. Um, I'm struggling with my last two, to be honest. All right. Well, I think, I think it's only like if you're not dead sure of who's going to It's so dependent on, on anything that can happen in terms of injuries mm. or um, things like that. So, okay. It's, there's a good four to eight teams yeah, that could be because you in mentioned that Leeds, but I just part. don't see them challenging as much this year. Yeah. Like they're yeah, without Monk as well. Yeah, without Monk, the manager mm. they brought in is a bit questionable. Mm. Uh, he hasn't made exactly great signings. Like they've lost two of their best defenders. They've lost Cole Barkley. Obviously, went back to Swansea, and they've lost mm. Charlie Taylor. To, what is it? Burnley. Uh, Burnley, yeah. So they haven't. Brexit they haven't, FC. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't sorted out their defence, and they were conceding quite a few goals towards the end of last season. So I think. They haven't really invested well this summer at all. Yeah, that could be a bit of a hangover for Leeds, is how last season ended. You tend to see when teams finish the season badly, especially when it was going so well as well. That would still be quite fresh in their minds of how they collapsed. Yeah. Mm. It was a collapse. I don't think there's any other real word for well, yeah, it. Yeah, but then yeah, it was about a 15-point swing between us and them after we mm. drew them 1-1 at Craven Cottage. And that's where my sort of pessimism lies with Fulham, because we could easily have the same like, little hangover. It's the first time we've yeah. ever been in the playoffs and we we didn't play particularly well and we crashed out a little bit and let's not lie the defensive side of our transfer window hasn't been great this year I mean but there is no real improvement I mean Marcelo Jallo forgot yeah. crying out loud like he could be playing in the championship this year feasibly now Sigurdsson's gone so you know I'm a little yeah. bit wary of that but I think every single one of our other signings has been you know absolutely brilliant and it's added to our squad Okay, uh, before we re-round this up, I just want one surprise package, other than the ones you've mentioned, and then uh, maybe in both directions as well. I'll start off with a a surprise package. Um, Could just about see Nottingham Forest maybe improving on where they were last season. They sold a Somba longer, but actually I don't think that's... That's terrible business. Well, They've made like three quarters of the season anyway. Yeah, so yeah exactly. exactly They've made a lot of money. I imagine they'll reinvest that quite wisely before the window ends. Got a good ends. manager as well in Warburton. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I could see Forrest doing little bits. Whether it's a bit of a kind of Fulham charge that might not quite make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be quite as such a soft touch as they were at points last season. Um, I'm not actually 100% sure who, who I see the other way as being a surprise package down. Because the teams I'm thinking were, were fighting relegation last season anyway in the likes of Birmingham. And like Forest for me, can either go either of two ways. Mm, yeah. They're either going to make a massive push promotion or they're going to be fighting relegation yeah. again. They're not going to have mid-table mediocrity for me. Same with Birmingham City. So, yeah, definitely same with Birmingham. I think it could be a surprise package. As much as it pains me to say it because I hate the guy They've got Harry Redknapp, and he will sign some half-decent players. And I think, and well, already they've already signed uh, Chicken Doy, who's yeah. Premier League level. I don't know how they managed it, but he's a great player. And if they keep signing the way they have, they could make a push. But 
Yeah, it's Redknapp, so who knows? Yeah, I mean, Barnsley, I think, although they keep losing their best players, they can only, I think, improve on what they did last season. Like yep. They played some brilliant football at times, and mm-hmm. they were pretty much in the playoff race for like two-thirds or half the season. So yeah, Same with Preston. Yeah, same. but obviously Preston lost some Grayson, so you don't really know how that's yeah. going to go. But I think, yeah, both them could actually challenge for playoffs, and as I mentioned before, I think... Maybe not for players, but still a surprise package could be Burton Albion, considering how low their sort of budget is compared mm. to everyone else. Yeah, yeah. I think Norwich and Brentford going up could be Norwich could finish a lot higher than we think, um, and I think Villa, if they don't just scrape by on the playoffs, I think they could have a pretty bad crash towards the end if they if they're not getting the results that they've got going into the season, sort of around Christmas, they could start falling away pretty quickly. Just from, just from, I don't know, the toxicness and just the, uh, if, if they don't build the momentum with players like John Terry's experience and things like that, I think they could fall away quite I mean, badly. They could easily become the, the next Lees, the next Forest, the next Blackburn Rovers, yeah. something yeah. like that. Okay, well, the season gets underway this weekend. Lots to look forward to. It's going to be a very interesting season. I think that's the one thing that we all can agree on. Are we feeling how, how like kind of hot and cold are we feeling? Pessimistic, optimistic with with regards to Fulham. I, I'm feeling. I feel like if I had to put it in a percentage, I'm feeling 75%. Don't feel like it was the greatest preseason in terms of results, uh, and maybe our ambition in the transfer market hasn't been quite as heavy as I thought it might be. But then I didn't think our. I just I didn't have the confidence that we'd keep. Kenny and Sessignon on such impressive deals as well so it's kind of mixed emotions would you go? Yeah I mean people are sort of forgetting the fact I think this is the last this first season we haven't had the parachute payments back from the Premier League so that's why we haven't been able to invest in this ransom market as we have in the last few seasons but we've got the same team as last year who were as everyone said this prize package the best team in the league when they're playing their best so there's no reason we can't challenge again I just think we could be a bit more ambitious in the transfer market and if we sign the right players in the next month or so, I think we'll be fine aiming for automatics or playoffs. Yeah. I think uh, we've still got a month to go in the transfer market. Um, a lot can happen, but I think there's still work to be done, especially, as I said a minute ago, in the defensive side of, of, of the squad. Um, I think the midfield additions we've made, obviously, in uh, Cissé and Norwood have been really, uh, have been, you know, really great because they add some depth to a midfield that was basically four people last year or three and a half if we include Parker um, so if there is any injuries and we do get unlucky this time around last season we were incredibly lucky and we've got that covered um, I do hope that there's another striker on the way um, whether it's loan or, or permanent I think we showed good ambition to get Kamara for five million pounds I think it was or six million euros he's a he's a, a very explosive and very talented young striker and I think he can do bits in the championship um, I hope we get someone else in, and especially at left back, um, and maybe one or two centre backs in because yeah, I do at the not moment, trust Jello. You'd argue that Adoy is our cover for right and left back at the moment. Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. a, that's a big, big problem. Yeah. And David, I feel like you're the most naturally optimistic out of <laughs> all of us here. What's what's your feeling ahead of the season? Yeah, I mean, when you spent forty, the fourteen odd Premier League years we were in the Premier League, when you spend them in South Africa. Um, and everybody else is supporting either Liverpool or Manchester United. You're kind of on your own and you're optimistic with every single game. So uh, I guess I get it from my dad, who's a bit of a dreamer as well. But um, I think, yeah, like Ben said, the defence is slightly worrying, particularly left-back and centre-back in terms of cover. 
The midfield last season I was really worried about potential injuries, especially around our sort of central three. Um, th that's something I'm not really particularly worried about at the moment, which is awesome. I'm, I haven't really been bothered about the preseason results at all. I think because of the kind of manager that Slavisa is, he is happy to test the young players, give guys a run. Um, the only kind of disappointment has been Jallo. I think it's almost everybody's bewildered by that. Um, up front, Kamara, if he's half as good as Diamanti, um, <laughs> that that he he could he could be good for us. A little, it, it, yeah. Oh, I expect yeah. you to be bringing it out when he buries against Norwich on Saturday. Yeah, that would be sick. Uh, okay, forty-seven. Yeah. If we play Spurs again, <laughs> uh, play Spurs again in the cup, and he does the bus kill. Um, but yeah, I think I, I am very optimistic, and I think that we we deserve we deserve to have automatic promotion. Um, Fortunately, there's a month left in the transfer window because I do think number one priority would be somebody in defence. Um, whether it's a left-back or a centre-back, honestly, it's 50-50. If both, obviously, is great, but one of the other... I'd even argue that goalkeeper situation needs to be sorted yeah, out. I'd, really I'd say maybe point. better than he's maybe 6.5 and but under 2.5. Like we, don't, we, we need yeah, a good championship-level goalkeeper. I'm surprised we didn't even go back in for Stockdale because I know he probably wouldn't come back but like he's still one of the best goalkeepers in the league and he's gone to Birmingham I still think he'd come money, back I it? think it would have suited Stockers down to yeah. the ground I don't think yeah. he's the kind of person to hold grudges I think he's still got a lot of ability for the club be our first choice he, he's a local he lives local as well he's got kids I thought it would make total sense but yeah. clearly he's not on Slav's radar I so. think he'll start bets next season I don't think he'll go Button well, I think Button's had too many chances yeah. and he's blown all of them. So. Yeah. And the way he was treated yeah, when true. he came on against Wolfsburg. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was a pre-season friendly. Fulham fans seriously need to grow up. But, I mean, he did literally <laughs> give the ball away in like within like two seconds of coming on. Yeah, a, a man's confidence is shattered and that's David Buttons. Because so I thought he had a decent yeah. second half of last season until the derby game. Before he performed really well, his yeah, distribution was a bit better. Yeah, he was good he at shot stopping as well. Yeah. Especially that game away at Bristol City, I thought he was phenomenal in that game. Yeah, I agree. And he made a lot of saves that shifted the momentum in a lot of games. Like so much so, we started calling him Gianluigi Bouton. Yeah, <laughs> that's still his name. That's still his name, but he just isn't as good as you know the real Bouton. But and yeah, I think, for a good name. Yeah, I think we just need to sort out the goalkeeper situation. Uh, uh, we need to sign a defensive cover more than anything else. We've got our starting defenders. Um, obviously, we've got Maddell, who come in at centre-back, and got Adoy cover full-backs, but we just need more cover, I think, at yeah. the back. Because we've done that in midfield, and we look comfortable, as you said, midfield cover-wise. I just think we need to add more to our squad, more than our actual first team. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you for joining us on this slightly different episode uh, of Fulhamish, either whether you're listening to the podcast or watching us uh on YouTube or Facebook or whatever you're watching this on. So thank you for getting involved. Uh, we'll be back with a regular podcast on Monday, a normal Fulhamish back in the studio. So uh, let's hope the first game of the season goes well. So to Ben, thank you very much. Thanks, mate. Dom, thank you very much. Laters. And Dave Preston, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And don't forget to sign up for the newsletter. First one's yes, coming this out. Yes, man's doing the newsletter. Monday morning. So fulhamish.co.uk and sign up there. You'll see it at Commerce, the little box. Thank you for watching. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Laters.